This is an AMI podcast. Hey everybody, welcome along to another episode of Double Tap. It is Wednesday, it's the 17th of January 2024. And guess what? I fixed my Apple Watch! Hooray! Hey! You're listening to Double Tap, your daily accessible technology show. Now, here's your hosts, Stephen Scott and Sean Priest. Hey, Sean Priest, how are you today? I am gorgeous, thank you, Stephen Scott. How are you? Well, you know what? I fixed my Apple Watch. I am what they call in this world a hero. A genius, a tech warrior, if you will. Except mm. I am going to pick you up on that and put you fixed your Apple Watch, question mark? Uh, well, okay, maybe maybe listeners maybe. had something to do with it. Maybe. Well, I'm I'm not even thinking that. I'm thinking of a more at a company level fixed your Apple Watch. Beg your pardon? Well, we'll get into that in a minute. Uh, firstly, let me just say this. Congrats. I'm not a company man. Let, let me just say, Apple Shield, let me just say... Uh, I'm well, not actually. I, I, yes, I am a company man. <laughs> Congratulations and well done on remembering to say 2024 instead of 2023. I don't think you've slipped up yet so well uh-huh. done well you know you know how we say we don't edit this show um we, we we did the other day because i had to re-record my introduction when i was like you know it's tuesday the 16th of 2023 and none of us noticed uh, at the time <laughs> and i think it was, was it monday actually it was monday i think it, i did it because you had to go somewhere and i said okay look i'll edit the show afterwards i'll edit i'll, I'll take on well done the, you know, the, the stress the yeah. I, honestly again please. a hero a double I, I hero. Know. I mean, I took on all the work, and thank please, you. thank you, please, uh, maybe some more. Uh, <laughs> okay, please, right, stop. Um, so, <laughs> if I, if you were in control of that, I don't think we'd ever hear that applause. I, I, that's my take on it. Absolutely that. correct. Yes. Mm. No, it's it's genius. Sorry, carry anyway, on. Anyway, yes. yes, I am a genius uh, because I managed to fix my Apple Watch. But we're going to get into that a little bit later because what I'd like to do before we get into all that, before we talk about my amazingness, wow, yes. <clears throat> is I'd like to uh, do this. Emails. Emails. We get emails. We get your emails every day. Ding dong. Here's your mail today. Hey. I think my favourite bit of the year so far is when uh, Laura emails, emails, sang emails, emails. the email jingle. Oh, I forgot all about that. I'm going to dig that uh, out and mix it up. What, from two days ago? Put some, <laughs> put some beats behind it. I don't think there's much. There's not, I think there's not much fresh earth on that. I think you'll be all right. You're going to be okay on that. Okay. We don't have to dig too far. Uh, I couldn't find it. Sorry. Nah, I know, I know. It's like, you could find it. Ah, it's in there somewhere. But who's, who's really going to? I mean, that is anybody gorgeous. really going to go and check these things? It was gorgeous, though. Well done, Laura. Yes, well done, Laura, indeed. Uh, well, look, let's uh, dive into some of the emails because uh, we do we do have a lot of emails to get through. And I mean a lot to get through. Yes, uh, so I do. thought we'd dive right in. But a lot of talk from my conversation about watches. And we start today with an email from our good friend of the show, uh, the reason for me spending $40 on a talking watch that can't, you know, Uh-oh. talk. Uh-oh. Kyla. Hi, guys. It's Kyla. Stephen, I'm sorry to hear you're having trouble with your new watch. Here are a few suggestions that could make your life easier. If you have your phone set to 24-hour time, the watch will mirror that. The watch is designed to work best in standard 12-hour time, although this could be fixed in an update. If you have the battery widget on your phone, you can get the battery percentage that way. 
When setting alarm, there is no close button when setting a specific alarm day. You might need to enable screen recognition and then try again. If you do choose to send it back, I recommend the W22 talking watch from Cobalt. It speaks the time and date and one daily alarm, two alarm sounds and two volume levels. The hands are synchronised with the voice and it has a vibrating alarm that can be used along with or in place of the audible tone. It sells for roughly the same price when converted to US dollars and I've been wearing it ever since I got it two days after Christmas. I also got the W32 watch which is a dual voice model with volume control. Mm. As someone who has been collecting talking watches for almost the past decade, these innovations are truly something exciting to see in the market in 2024. I hope this helps. Cheers, Kyla in Eagle, Idaho. Thank you, Kyla. Actually, some brilliant advice in there uh, for anybody. And what's interesting is the amount of people have got in touch telling me they have one of these watches. A lot of people are buying them. And um, so is it user error? Is that what all the emails are saying? No, maybe. Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, <laughs> I've got to say, we were listening to it after the show as well, and it's, it was saying some weird things. Hang on. Here we go. Time is 10.04. Ah, well, 10.04. 10.04. Makes oh, sense. Right? No, that's fine. Yeah, but it was saying like it's 2029th or, or something. Yeah, it's it was, right. Yeah, it had no idea. It wasn't even telling me the month. Yeah, well, it was, was, like, it was, like was Monday the, the 15th. That was the of time. What? <laughs> of eggs it was mixing time and dates it was um it's very confused that one i think it suits you i think they're all personalized you know it's, it kind of it sounds like someone's cloned my brain and put it inside a talking watch <laughs> it's like black mirror <laughs> <laughs> it does feel a bit like that so yeah i must admit you know the the, tw- the 24 hour thing annoyed me um that's good you can change that that is actually really useful. And maybe that's the solution to that problem there. Um, the battery widget thing. I, I always forget about the battery widget thing. So this is, of course, the widget you can put on your home screen of your phone, and it will often pick up on all the devices connected via Bluetooth. Not all of them, but a lot of them will show up in there, and you'll see mm. the battery percentage that's left. And, of course, that's fully accessible. That's good. That's yes, really of course. Good. I, you know what? I still haven't got a handle on widgets on the lock screen of the iPhone. I still find it really confusing trying to navigate through there. So if any of our listeners have uh, have got that sorted and want to record something, I'd be very, very interested. But hang on, what do you mean? Do you mean setting them up or yeah, just, using just, them? Just add it, just even less customizing the lock screen which came in in iOS 17. Um, you know, you can you can change and customize the the um order of the clock, the calendar, you know, the date. You can add widgets and things like that. I just, I just don't quite understand how it all works. When I try and navigate it, I get kind of lost in it. So, do you know what I mean? Do you know what the the lock screen widgets? I'm yeah. I, I, listen, I'm struggling to work out how a talking watch. Oh yeah, tells sorry. the time. Sorry. So you know, I, I'm maybe not the best guy to ask <laughs> okay, when it comes enough. to this. I, I, I feel that my technical expertise has dipped so far back. That you know, I, I'm going to be hosting Kelly and Ramia's show at this rate because I. Uh, Hang on, was that was that a slight dig there? <laughs> no, no. I'm, I, I mean, you know, they're not going to want me on here. At this oh, rate, you know? no tech. Yes, okay. Sorry. Actually, I'll tell you, I'll be on night times, or I'll be cleaning the toilets. <laughs> Mister F will just hand me a mop and tell me to get on with it. I and dream end of, of that day. That'll be amazing. Um, oh, it wouldn't be the first time in a job, especially in radio. I know. Welcome to radio, folks. <laughs> That's how you start. <laughs> I, I know. Um, I know how to add the widgets to the the home screen and things like that, general home screen, and they're quite handy. I've got the uh, Lady A 
widget on there so you can just press the button without having to actually open the app and ask a question. Mm. I've got Dropbox on there and the battery widget is very handy. There's a lot of information in there if you've got a lot of connected devices. Um, Greg got in touch about the Five Senses Watch as well, which what I am going to suggest is a little bit of a, a sarcastic, maybe even a little bit of a cynical oh. email here. Laura okay. reads our emails. Hello, Stephen. I'm so disappointed in your review of the Five Senses Watch. I get the hands for sight, the voice for hearing. What about touch, smell and taste? If you lick the watch, can you taste dinner time? Does the smell of the watch change at the top of the hour? Inquiring minds want to know. Greg in Pennsylvania. (laughs) I know, I I get it. I get it. Because we talked about two of the five senses. It's called the Five Senses Watch. Oh, I see. Uh, I didn't get that at first. (laughs) I told you, I'm not a smart person. I keep telling people this. They don't believe me. Where's the other three senses? Absolutely. Uh, A lickable watch. That's actually, do you know what? I'm yeah, just yeah. Give you a, well done. Oh, you can't you can't find the sound effect again. No, okay, I've, I've moved on. <laughs> uh, if I move off that screen, I'll never get back. So just, just stay with it. Let's just imagine. Well, as it's we there. all know, I, post. I am a great fan of licking things. Um, as, yes. as a visually impaired person, I find it very, very handy. Stop saying as a visually impaired person like that's oh, that's totally natural. That's something we all. Do. I believe. I believe it is. I believe it's uh, it's our own shameful little secret. I lick everything. And it well, helps. Can I, can I just say? Can I just say? Stop that, because I think licking is the new rocking. <laughs> oh, let's not get into that discussion. We will, we will get emails. There's nothing There's wrong a, with it. That's the show title right there. <laughs> wow, I'm leaving that alone. Thank you, Greg. <laughs> I'm not even laughing at that. You don't, you don't want to get into that conversation? Oh, uh, mm, blindisms. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, that's, that's, that's a whole that's different a conversation one. for another. Yeah, that's wow. another day. Um, okay, let's uh, hear from Darren, who got in touch about uh, talking watches. Hello, this is Darren from Bexley in Kent. This is going to be one of two messages I'm going to leave because there's two topics. This is the topic on tactile watches mm-hmm. with speech. There is one made by Cobalt Systems. Oh, yes, yeah, the one that um, kind of talking about. I don't about. know whether they're any good, but they're available from Cobalt in the UK. There is also an option from Caretech sold in the UK by Computer Room Services for about £195, I believe. And it's made by Caretech, and it's called a Zeitgeist 2. It doesn't have a Braille uh, interface, but it does have speech and tactile vibrations to let you know the time. so you get all different vibrations for denoting the different hours and different minutes. And it also is controlled by GPS, so it's constantly accurate. It's got clocks, timers, pedometer, voice recorders, calendar, compass, games, and it's even got a light sensor so you can see whether the lights are on or not. It's about the size of a talking key ring. It's USB-C and it's rechargeable. It's available for computer and services and it's £195. Oh, and it also has a digital display. Not that that's any good. Um, I think the talking watch with Braille is about 30 to £40 from Cobalt. I hope this helps. I'll speak to you in the next message. I look forward to it. Thank you for that, Darren. Um, 
Wow. Yeah. So, so yeah, that's, I meant to go back to what Kyla said about that watch as well from Cobalt in the UK. www32 or something like that. Uh, well, the thing Just is, rewind he was able 15 to... seconds and you'll be able to hear or so. Yeah. I can't remember what it was called. It was W22, wasn't it? Yeah. Sorry. And it was W32? Yes. Well done. Yeah, listen. Uh, I was listening. I've just got no memory. Sorry, carry on. <laughs> no memory. In your turkey dinosaur <laughs> adult brain. <laughs> All right, don't judge me. Carry on. I, uh, when, I'm when not I judging s- you. I'm joining you if I can <laughs> get a chance. <laughs> quite like a turkey dinosaur, to be perfectly honest. It's interesting. Tactile. Is that right that we're making them extinct? Stop. Anyway, carry on. Thank you. Wow. Tactile watches. <laughs> when, I, when I hear about tactile watch there, I always think... I always think of my dear old nan. She had a, a tactile watch and it had a little button on it. Stop it. I had a little button on it. Don't diss my nan. And you used to press the button and the, 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 the cover used to flick up. The glass cover used to flick up. Yes, and you could feel right. feel the hands, actually feel the hands. And when you touched them, they didn't just move on their own. They were rock solid. So uh, that's what I always think of. But that one mentioned there was uh, a vibrating haptic as they call it, as the Apple Watch has. I do like that as well, although sometimes it can be a little bit, okay, how many was that? You know, I lost count. But um, it's quite handy. Handy. Um, So I don't suppose your nan still has that watch or it's available by any chance. I have no idea where she got it from. I have no idea. We're probably by offer. We're talking 50 (laughs) years ago. So, uh, But uh, but that's the point though, right? This is exactly my point. So a number of the ones I've seen on eBay, they're quite expensive. Not so much on Amazon, but if you go on eBay or whatever, it's the second-hand market, you will find there's a number of these around. Some of them are quite expensive, but clearly they're a lot older, and they will stand up. Yeah. You know, to the test of time. Oh, how many oh, bad puns can we bring out? But, I, I remember... You know, seriously, I mean, the, the, the ones of today... I mean, I was looking at one in particular that was on Amazon. I know they're available from different organisations, but I looked on one on Amazon that was exactly what you're talking about. And the reviews were saying, yeah, you've got to be careful. The hands just break too easily. Yeah, you know, that's right. Cheaply made. It's I, cheaply made. And that was my point the other day. It's like, where is the quality in this? And there was a quality at one time. Oh, those things, you could not move them about. Because you used to let me have a look at it. Uh, and I used to, you know, <laughs> I couldn't move the, the hands. They were, they were very well made. So, yeah, mm. that's the sort of thing I always think of when I hear a tactile. But that, that one from Computer Room Services, USB-C charge, so many different things on there, a light sensor on there, voice memos. That sounds quite cool, although we are sort of hitting the heights of what, uh, Apple Watch SE. What sort of price does that start at? We're getting very close there to that sort of price point, aren't we? Yeah, but then I mean, that, that one from Cobalt, you know, I think we're kind of skipping past the headline here, really, which is that this true. talks yeah. and has tactile. Yeah. That's kind of the holy grail, isn't it? That's yeah. the one you're looking for. Absolutely, for that price point as well. Fantastic. I think I'll get myself one. I think I'll send back the five senses. Oh, yes, because you're missing or three the, senses. The two of them, yeah. Cause <laughs> sort of I wonder if I should do an Amazon review and write that. Thank you, Greg. I think I might put that in. Yeah, I didn't get all the five senses with it, so I'm sorry. I'm sending it back. There's my excuse to send it back. <laughs> Watch. Um, but this one sounds quite good because it's got, like you say, it's got the, I mean, I suppose there's a question on what it looks like, you know, because Cobalt are, are well known for creating solid products, but will it be a fashionable product? I don't know. I've never tried it. Does it matter if it does the job? I mean, there's that side of it as well. That is a good point. I mean, I've got a couple of watches that are absolutely, I can't use but they're nice watches. Yeah, I'm same. I may I've still put on just for the the outfit, if you like. That's right. I've got really nice watches, 
And my wife will say, oh, you know, put that on. And then she said to me, you know, is it working? You know, do you want to check the battery? And I'm like, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I have no idea. Yeah, exactly. I can't read it. So, I mean, I, I literally, when I wear it, if I was wearing it, and I remember, remember I had to do this, I'd have to show someone the watch, like, you know, to enact oh, the to, talking element of it. I used to do that all the time when someone would come up to you and say, have you got time, mate? This was before, you know, the, the smartwatch invasion. The industrial <laughs> revolution. Sorry, the yeah. smartphone invasion, I should say. Have you got the time, mate? And I used to have to show them my watch rather than me tell yes. them because I couldn't see it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, now, moving on, because obviously we've got that question. Thank you so much for these comments about these watches because I didn't know those watches even existed. So the Zeitgeist from Computer Room Services in the UK, uh, Cobalt selling this uh, W2020, uh, W22 model sound really cool. So I'm going to check those out. Thank you for that because that's really, really useful. And also thanks to Kyler for uh, his tips as well on, on getting the most out of that Five Senses yep. watch. I think people might find some use out of that. Um, I want to play in a message, though, from Jenny, who sent this message in, because Jenny is actually the one who led me to solving my Apple Watch problems. <gasps> I want to move on to that side of the conversation. You know the issues I've been having? Just delayed speech, not responding particularly well to touch, um, you know, just even trying to get the time out of the watch has been a challenge. Um, I've had various voice issues, but that's another issue I'm going to get into. And also the trying to get notifications to actually read. Everything just goes silent or I just get bonk, bonk, as if I'm moving around an empty space. And yet mm. there apparently is something on the screen. So Jenny came up with the answer. Hi, Double Tappers. This is Jenny from Idaho. I also have one of those five senses talking watches and don't use it much. As far as the Apple Watch sluggishness goes, version 10.3 is better. It will be out soon, but it is not lagging as much any longer. Happy time telling, Jen. So after that message, I thought to myself, okay, I wonder if I should just go ahead and just put the beta of iOS 17.3 on my Apple Watch. I mean, look, I'm not exactly having the greatest of experiences anyway. Yeah. What, what have you got to lose? Yeah. And also one thing I love, and I, I suppose this is the case across the board. I don't really think about it uh, in, this, in this sense, but one thing I love about Apple is the way that you can choose the device to upgrade, but you don't have to upgrade everything to a beta. Like, I don't have to put my phone on a beta to get the watch beta. I can just, you know, do this independently, um, which how, I think is quite how, cool. How do you do that? Did you have to sign up anywhere or can you just simply no. go no. into the watch app and So you go into the watch app, app you, you just, when you go to software update within the Apple Watch app, you'll see that there's a beta option. And for more, more often than not, it'll be off. There's a public beta and a developer beta. I think you need to be signed up to the developer beta to get that option. You do, yes based on being signed into your iCloud account. But most people will just see the, the public beta option. If it's turned off, you just turn it on. It'll then go off and it will tell you, okay, you now have an update available. Um, the trick, I think, is if you do this, if you do go down that route, uh, you know, like I did, just to almost test this particular piece of software, go back into software update almost straight after on the Apple Watch, sorry, on the iPhone in the Apple Watch app, and then turn that option off again, because otherwise you're going to get every beta from here on in, and you might find a future beta update breaks something yeah. that would be fixed by the time it is made public, but you've already got it. So you've kind of got the problem, and maybe you're stuck with it for a few months until the actual software is released as an official build, as they call it. So yeah. you might want to just go in and turn it off after you've done that. That's what I've done. But yeah, so I went off, I downloaded it, and I'm not going to say it was that alone, 
but it absolutely did make a difference. I mean, instantly I did notice it was telling the time uh, when I touched the screen. That's an improvement. Breaking news. Yeah, but I did go a little bit further than that, and I spent some time in the settings, in particular around notifications. I wanted to understand these settings a little bit better, and there's one setting in there under notifications, which is tap to see full notification. And it was turned on. I guess by default, I didn't ever change it. Now, what that does, I think, I think, is what it's doing is when a notification comes in, it's kind of coming in like the way it does on a phone. It's kind of just a little bubble at the top of the screen. I think. I'm only guessing that because every time I get a notification, I'm tapping the screen, I'm getting nothing. But if I do sort of explore by touch around the top of the screen, I occasionally get something. Maybe tells me it's an Outlook email. Maybe tells me it's a calendar. doesn't say any more than that. just tells me that. So I'm guessing that you would get to that point and then double tap it and that would open up. Open up the actual notification itself, yes. Yeah, or even just take you straight to whatever it is, if it's a message or whatever. Yeah. Um, so I guess it's like a visual version of, of that on the it's iPhone. A preview, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But then so is the actual preview, right, that you used to get. You used to get a preview that <laughs> yes, you'd tap you and go yes. into the message. So that's what has been throwing me a little bit. Now, I turned that feature off and every single notification coming in from that point on has been fully readable and actionable as well, more importantly. So, if, for example, it's a WhatsApp message. You can reply to it. You can dismiss it. You can, I think there's various, you know, simple response, especially with Outlook emails. You can do that. Yeah. Quick response. Um, and that's really cool. I think that's really, really cool. So, you know, it's, it starts to, uh, has become a little bit more functional again. The other thing I did, I changed the voice to eloquence. Now, don't start me on this. Don't start all this. Mm, eloquence. I don't like eloquence. Eloquence is rubbish. But the thing is, I don't like eloquence. I know you don't. That's why I did that whole thing. Oh, um, eloquence so is rubbish. It is rubbish. Well, oh, thanks. Well sound. done. <laughs> I didn't take much. No, I'm easily swayed. Um, but I mean, on the one hand, but yeah. So I switched to eloquence because when I I've been using the city voices for a while. Mm. And on the iPhone, I don't know if anyone else has noticed this. I think I've seen a few people talking about it. Where if you use the Siri voice, and I was using the UK Siri voice three. Oh, me too. Yeah, the youth, well, the uh, the urban what? voice. Or, no, that's not. That's four. Oh, is it? No, it's not. Three. Three is the Yorkshire lass. Oh, right. Okay. This is not going to translate well. No, but, sorry. Um, on any level, to be perfectly honest, even you people in Yorkshire are going, what? Who's this guy? Why is he Irish? Um, but yeah, what, what happened was I, I had switched on my iPhone. I had been using this, wa- this voice on the watch. I'd been using this voice. And just every morning, every couple of hours in some cases, when I'd switch over to it, it would switch back to Daniel, which I've got to say for me is an absolute travesty because I cannot stand no, nor Daniel. Me. I do, I've got to say, the voice is still, I, I honestly do not understand the Apple Watch voices. And that's since this new update where it's a lot easier than it used to be. It used oh, to God, be. Yeah, you can actually the, select it. Now. Yeah, you can yeah. choose it, you can download it. Exactly. But it's still every now and again, it'll, oh, it's a different voice for some reason today. It's back to Daniel. I don't know why. Or it'll say downloading voice and it'll stay there for days sometimes. Mm. It's very strange, but sorry, carry on. Well, anyway, so the, the voice has been changing so much, and I don't know if that had anything to do with it. I don't know if something was going on, but because I was losing the city voice so much, I thought, let's just try something else. And we know eloquence. I mean, you know, you might not like the voice, but you know with eloquence, it's it's a very light voice. Yes. And that actually can work really well. So on like a watch it. especially, 
Yeah, I'm a huge fan. Yeah. So, yeah, now when I tap the watch, it tells me the time. Oh, it's genius. So Apple Watch is back in your good books. I've been wearing it since yesterday all the time and actually been enjoying it again. So I want to say a huge thank you to Jenny. Because it's all thanks to you, Jenny, Jenny. because if you hadn't sent that message, I wouldn't have even thought to consider downloading a beta of the new version or to trying it out. So a huge thank you to you, because that has made all the difference. Uh, And uh, yeah, but I mean, don't get me wrong. I still, I might still choose to buy one of these uh, Cobalt watches because look, it's not like I have to just use one watch all the time, right? No. Um, And there are some occasions, especially some settings you go to, you think, I don't know if I want to wear my Apple Watch to this. Really? Well, if I go to a meeting or something, certain well, places. Well, sometimes, or- yeah, I know what you mean. Sometimes I'm not sure. Okay, the silent mode, turn the speech off, uh, three, you know, three You're finger double tap. You know? is, is it still going to beep and bong in my ear? It's, uh, mm. Yeah, absolutely. Sometimes the simplicity of a, uh, I'm going to say basic, but you know what I mean, talking watch is actually preferable. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So well staying on staying on the Apple Watch, though, Chris got in touch, our good friend Chris Cook. She's uh, got in touch to share her thoughts on this. And uh, yeah, Laura reads the email. Hi, Stephen, Sean and the great Laura. I just wanted to pass on a little tip just in case you were not aware of it. I have an Apple Watch 6 running the latest version of watchOS, so I am not working with the newest model. One thing you have to know about notifications on the watch is that they will sometimes take up more than one screen. So when you get a notification and you try to swipe on it and it will not go anywhere, try to scroll up by swiping on the screen with two fingers. I think it is supposed to scroll up automatically as you swipe, but this is not reliable. So after tapping on the screen to get the notification, if it does not scroll up while I am swiping, I just scroll up myself and this takes care of it for me. As far as getting the time, I do not have a problem with pressing the crown. Now, I also have raised to wake up turned on, so when I raise my wrist, my screen is unlocked and it is ready for me to swipe if I want. Also, keep in mind, not only can you cover the screen to lock it, but you can also quickly turn your arm so the face of the watch is facing the ground. So when I am done with my watch, I just quickly flick my wrist over so it is facing the ground and go on with what I am doing and my watch screen locks. I do not know if you have crown navigation turned on, but a two-finger triple tap turns it on and off. Another thing to keep in mind that you can navigate the screen by just turning the screen by just turning the crown. So if you are wanting to check out one of your complications, just turn the crown and the screen will unlock and it will start moving from one item to the next on your screen. It's a quick way of navigating your watch screen once you get used to it. Hope this is helpful. Keep up the great work. Chris C. from New York. Yeah, thank you, Chris. I've got to say, I think you might be right on this. Um, I think that the digital crown navigation is something I've never really used but I think it might be more useful than I'm thinking it might be. I, I, the only thing is it doesn't change navigation, does it? it doesn't, I mean, you can only do it that way. You've still got the screen. You can still do all the usual stuff you would do, oh, but no, you've just got that as well. It just changes the functionality of turning the digital crown. Either if it's turned on, then you every time you turn it, it swipes on. It's like swiping left or right, basically. Mm. And when it's off, it just scrolls through. So if you're in your app list... Turning the digital crown will scroll up or down through a list. Which isn't ideal if you're using voiceover, is it? Well, the app list I find really annoying because if you want to, say, get to something at the bottom of the list, how do you do that quickly? Mm. Um, You either swipe up with three fingers constantly till you get to the end or you keep swiping to the right with one finger. That will take you absolutely ages. 
or how I tend to do it is using the digital digital crown. Just keep spinning it until you're at the bottom of the list or towards settings usually, or just ask Siri to do it is the quicker way. But um, yeah, that's true. Yeah. It is useful. Well, thank you for all your thoughts on the Apple Watch and also on talking and tactile watches. I think that's been really useful. So um, It's yeah. funny. Someone was asking me the other day, oh, what did you talk about on Double Tap today? I said, oh, we <laughs> talked about watches. Watches? Who's going to be interested in that? <laughs> you never well, know. All of us. That's who. <laughs> exactly. Look, I, mean, I know it seems a little bit old tech in some ways, but actually it's, it's not so much that it's tech or that it's tech. It's just that this is the kind of stuff that this is the day-to-day reality. Yes. And, you know, I like to pick up on this more often than not because, you know, we all talk about the you know, AI and it's wonderful and GPTs. I mean, but the truth is, in everyday life, what are we trying to do? We're trying to navigate. We're trying to get around safely. And we want to do simple things like tell the time. Absolutely and, true. you know, yep. that's why this is important. So, yeah, thank you for all your emails on it. We're going to continue next. Lots more emails to come and uh, lots more of your comments uh, as well. Not yours, but our listeners' oh, comments. Fair enough. Interested in yours. No. Uh, stick around. It's Double Tap. Bye. Follow Double Tap on social media <laughs> at Double Tap On Air and subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts and email us feedback at DoubleTapOnAir.com. We'll be right back. Call the Double Tappers now, 1-877-803-4567, or email us, feedback at DoubleTapOnAir.com. Today, like every day, I went for a walk while listening to Double Tap. I decided to check how long my fully charged iPhone 8 battery would last in this minus 50 degrees C weather. Well, the result is 36 minutes. Do not try this at home. I am an experienced resident of Saskatchewan who knows how to dress for this kind of weather. I remember a while back Stephen Scott saying that he would be interested in moving to Regina, mm-hmm. maybe in his retirement. I strongly suggest against it, since the cold of Scotland is probably not quite like this. <laughs> happy tapping, Camille. Thank you, Camille. Minus uh, happy 50. Winter. Is that a thing? Does that actually exist? Minus 50. So I checked the outside temperature this morning and it was minus six where I am. Yes. And the dog wouldn't go outside. Uh, yes, I actually didn't go out and take the dog out this morning. I got got the children to do it. <laughs> well, I'm glad about that because that, that means we're safe for another few months. For the show. Well, exactly. I've, I've got a co-host for a while. I've still got a slightly dodgy knee and I wasn't going to risk it. So You'd be I, flashbacks when the I ice know. starts, do you know? <laughs> but um, yeah, well, I can't even imagine how you deal with that weather. Yeah, that, that, that sounds dangerous. It does sound dangerous, but I suppose you've got snow amongst that as well. So in some ways, I, I don't know. I kind of don't mind snow. I hate snow for obvious reasons. I mean, it just it I'm just, just dulls about the, the weather. I mean, there's a I know, I know, of... I know. But I'm saying, but you know, but equally, the weather's bad, right? But you still got to go out. You still got to do things. Do so you? you know, well, I mean, in ideally, 50, I'm going nowhere. Ideally, someone would come to you. Exactly. Um, but yeah, the weather's incredible. But yeah, there you go. Thirty six minutes. That's all the phone will last. That's yeah. I think that's all I would. I think I'd last about five minutes. I'd last less than the phone would. I yeah, do you need you to be out more than 30 minutes in that sort of weather? I was well going to say, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's Camille. Where is uh, Camille from again, Sean? Uh, that would forget. be Saskatchewan in uh, 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 Canada. <laughs> yes. It was a lovely place. Wonderful Regina. I yeah. loved Regina. I did. I did. I loved it all. Calgary, yeah. Toronto. Did we go to Toronto? Yes, no. we did. Well, we were there for like a minute. In well, airport. I was in the airport. 
I've been to Toronto proper. All right. You just okay. visited the airport. All right. Sorry. I'm not as good as you. There. Are you happy now, Stephen? Does that make you feel better? Now you've put <laughs> it does, me down? Yeah. Yes, sorry. Let's it move absolutely on. Absolutely does. <laughs> uh, okay. Let's go to Barry, who's got a question for me. Hi, Stephen. I was just wondering whether you've taken the gift guide off the website now, as I was looking for an item that was on there. Thank you, Barry. Uh, short answer, Barry. No, it's still there. Uh, all you've got to do is go to our search box. Put a new search box on the website, by the way, because uh, we had some issues on the that. mobile version. Yeah, the, on the mobile app. I was going to on the mobile app. On the website, on the mobile. On the mobile. On the mobile <laughs> site. <laughs> on the mobile. Uh, on the mobile telephone. You may have found some difficulty trying to access our website information. Uh, but... Uh, you should do that all the way through. That was 60s beautiful. Party. Welcome to the show. My name's Stephen Scott. He's Sean Priest. And today yeah. we will tell you all about fantastic technology. Thank you. Basically, the search box has Park. been fixed and put back on the website. Yes, yeah, so we got the search. Um, it was there, but it just wouldn't show up in the mobile is there app not or a, version, so I don't know why. Is there not a direct link directly, and a direct link, if you will, that links directly to the gift guide on there somewhere? <laughs> Sorry, what? Yeah, I got, I got a bit carried away. <laughs> Yeah, just just go in the search box, type in gift guide, right? Yeah, but Sean? is there That's not just in the actual menu bar itself? Is there not just you know the gift guide link because it's a very popular link, Stephen? It Scott. is a very popular link, but I, the problem I have is I have a lot of very popular links on that banner. That's it's true. just getting bigger and bigger and bigger, and okay. I'm trying to hold. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to manage everything. All right. here. No, oh, you're doing a great job. Oh, yeah. We all love you. you. Well done. Oh, yes, just lovely. just yeah. search for gift guide, and it, you will find it in the search results. Well done, Stephen. <laughs> I love You've that. done I can a just l- get over it by turning in a tantrum. <laughs> 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 I'm not playing yeah. anymore. You've done a lot um, of work on the site, Stephen. It's it's very good. Well done. All over Christmas. Yes. Um, so, <laughs> hope that helps, Barry. Just search for gift guide, and uh, the page is called Holiday Gift Guide. Uh, 2023 and uh yeah it's all there everything's still there you, you can't submit to it anymore but the uh the gift guide is there and everything is searchable in fact it's, it's how i found out the information the other day about the five senses watch before i bought it um that kyla had submitted so yeah you everything's can search still there. for the gift guide and then when you're in the gift guide page you can, you can in search it. inside there using the search box to search the gift guide itself it's like oh. we've developed our own google it's amazing well done you uh, Mary got in touch, and uh, she wants to share her, uh, let's just say, bad days with us. Oh. Some experiences that she's had. I think this is going to resonate with a lot of us, right? Because we were talking about this recently on the show about you know some of the bad day experiences, things that happened to us. My experience with the taxi driver telling me, you know, oh wow, I didn't. You sound almost intelligent. Did you get have an education? Almost. Um, things like that. You know, <laughs> not really to be honest, but you know, I'll go with it. So uh, this is Mary's uh, story on this. Hello. I had someone tell me you should not be out. I asked him, well, where would you like me to be or go? When he didn't answer, I kept asking it more demanding and louder. Needless to say, he snuck away like a rat he was and I went on to where I was going to get me a coffee and a donut. I forgot him very quickly. I was on a train platform and I had a woman get upset that I was using my cane and that it was in her way and that I shouldn't be on a platform with such an object that stuck out in front of me. I told her, I'm sorry, I need to use it so I can see what's in front of me. I was in an elevator, and rightfully so, a mother was nervous about my being around her child, that I might hit the stroller, and she began to chide me to be careful, and I said, I'm sorry, I didn't see the stroller as it was in front of you, and I moved further away, 
but she said I should not be that close to people because I could harm them, and that she saw me getting in the elevator and I must be able to see because I went in without any problem. A couple of people around us went, oh my God, under their breath, and she huffed and walked out of the elevator. This was both sides behaving badly. I was miserable because I had left my hood from my coat behind in a taxi, so I was freezing in the cold weather. A nice gentleman asked me if he could help. I looked at him and said, I'm sorry, I'm going to hell in a handbasket. And he stated, I just asked if I could help, visibly upset. So I asked him the question, why are you upset? I'm the one going to hell. I'm sorry to say I started to laugh. It made me feel better and I went home. I'm afraid to wonder what he thought. Merry heart. Yeah, thank you, Mary. I uh, understand all of that. It's it, And you know, the sad, that's the sad bit about this. I actually do understand a lot of those experiences. You know, you know, sometimes if you said this, and I've had this a lot, you, you talk to sighted people, well-meaning nice people, right? I'm talking the nice, the friends in your life, and you tell them these experiences, and they just, it's almost like, ah, you must be exaggerating that. You must be making that up a little bit. That, that can't be... Yeah, like it can't be like that. You shouldn't be out is something I find absolutely mind blowing that anyone could actually say to anyone about anything. And I'm sure there's lots of people out there, and not just when it comes to disability that, that have that said to them as well for whatever reason. And it blows my mind who's entitled enough to say that to someone else. Oh, there's people who just think that you. Know, and, and you're right. It could be anybody, right? It could be an old person that gets that thrown at them. Exactly. It could be you know someone who's just a bit Size, slow on their feet way, or way they walk. Exactly. The what you do now, you know. It's, yeah. It does. It, and you're uh, yeah. You're absolutely right. It can happen to a lot of us, but there is there is something uniquely different about disability. I think in some ways, you know, it, it's in a world where we talk a lot about the. And look, don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm not going to sit here and say that you know. Racism's disappeared and no one's being... In fact, if anything, I mean, in the past few months, we've seen the rise of anti-Semitism, we've seen racism, sexism's all over the internet. It's not unusual for that to show up. I think the difference is, I think I would say the slight difference between that and what, what disabled people face to some degree, just a slight degree of difference, and it is very slight, but I, I say it because it's important, is that it's very direct, very direct to disabled people. You will often find people who will talk about groups of people, talk about, you know, racism in a, in a group sense. You know, they'll say, well, those people or those folks or those women or those, they talk in a group sense. They don't necessarily target an individual. I know what happens. Yeah. I'm not saying it doesn't. Yeah. But what I'm saying is that a lot of people will talk more holistically or more generally than that. Whereas with disabled people, I think, although that probably happens, I think it's probably more the other way that we do get targeted in person. And it's not targeted like we're attacked. Well, sometimes it may be. I mean, verbally attacked. Uh, it can attacked. be as well, sometimes yes. Sometimes physically. But, yeah, but what, but what I mean is, by, by attacked verbally, what I'm, well, yeah, I suppose it depends on how you look at the, the wording. But I think, for me, I would say, they won't see it as an attack. They'll see it as saying something that's, I don't know, I, I just can't get in my head what it would be. What Do they think they're morally superior? They're just superior because they have, you know, full... Abilities for now. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I'm thinking. I'm thinking. I'm trying to find a a almost an angle where like, the woman with the stroller, for example. I can totally understand someone saying, "Hey, I've got a a baby in a pram here," just to let you know. I mean, it, I, I, I honestly, I don't know how how you can come across like that. And on on the thing of someone actually trying to be helpful, we were out. I had two friends over over the weekend. Absolutely amazing time. Friends? Friends. I know. Other friends, Stephen Scott. I do apologise. How 
dare you? And we went out and we were on our way back. We were ordering an Uber and someone, uh, it was one of, in the town centre. It's one of those where it's a road where, okay, can the car actually stop here or are we going to have to, you know, find it somewhere else? So we asked someone, is, is that a road? I know that sounds a silly question, but you do. You know, is that a road mm. over there where a taxi can stop? And they proceeded to say, this is a road that I'm on and where you're stood now, that's the, the sidewalk, that's the pavement. And they just kept saying it and, and we were saying, yeah, all right, thanks, mate. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, so where you are now, that's where you can walk. And, you know, and I, ended, I ended up biting my tongue So I was that close to saying, okay, I, I get it now, mate. Thank you. Can you just go idiot. away? Yeah. yeah, exactly. So again, they're, they're trying to help you, right? They're trying to... Exactly. I, but, I, think, uh, I think the problem is sometimes if you ask a question... If you allow yourself to be in any way vulnerable, and unfortunately we do because we do ask for assistance, we do ask for, is this the right way or is this the, people want to help. So they, they try and kind of, they, they over, overcompensate, they overhelp, right? Yeah. yeah, and they overcompensate and all of it. And I, 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 see, I have a challenge with that because I think there's a difference there. I think people who are just downright mean and rude. Yes. That's one thing. I think people who are trying to help, I, I think you kind of, I'm hesitant to get annoyed by those people. I know some in our community love to shout and scream about it and say, leave me alone. But, you know, that doesn't really help because there's a day will come when they will need help and, and we, we will need help. And I wouldn't want anybody to be in a position where, you know, suddenly someone says, oh, well, you know, I'm not going to help that blind person because the last one I helped, you know, shouted and bawled at me. And I know that sounds ridiculous as well, but that actually does happen of a course. lot. Yes, of course it would. Of course. Because we're all seen as one big homogenous group of people and we all know each other and, you know, if one shouts, then clearly we're all the same. Again, these are things, again, this is my point. These are things you wouldn't necessarily say about other groups. You yeah. wouldn't necessarily attach. Again, I've made this point before. You know, you wouldn't ever say, "Well, I met a woman the other day and she shouted at me," and I think, "Well, it's the last time I'll ever speak to a woman." You wouldn't say that. Nobody would ever say that. No, because no. it wouldn't make any. And if you said that to a person who said it about a blind person, they'd say, "Well, of course I wouldn't say that's ridiculous," but they would say it about a blind person or a disabled person. And I've had, and I know because I've had so many experiences where, I've, in particular, with taxi drivers who say to me. Well, you know, I, I didn't know what to say to you because, you know, the last disabled guy that I had in the car, you know, he was shouting and screaming at me saying, leave me alone. So I didn't want to come near you. Yeah. And I'm like, really? I mean, is, is, I said, you do understand that we're all different people, right? And then, you know, what I tend it's to do, difficult. I tend to throw it, I tend to throw it back by saying things like, oh, so you're a taxi driver. So you're going to take me the longest way possible and charge me double the fare because I'm blind, right? Because that's what you all do. Uh-huh. See my point? Yes. Yes. You know, you've got to sometimes bring a little bit of perspective for people. But, um, yeah, it's difficult. It is difficult. And it's difficult when you're doing this every day. That's the point. You know, people will often say, oh, you know what I would say? I love when sighted people tell me that. Oh, you know what I would say in that situation? I'd say, and I'm like, yeah. Okay, now do that every day for the rest of your life. Yeah. How bored of that are you going to get very quickly, right? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I'm not getting down on the sighted people. I love you sighted uh, people, but, you know. Come on. It's because we we've got to deal with people all the time. Can't wait for the driverless cars. Um, right, so um, thank you, Mary. You got me thinking about a lot of ideas there. Uh, Peter got in touch. I haven't heard from Peter in a while. Um, I didn't hear from Darren, actually, either for a while. I was good to hear from him as well. Yeah. We'll get your second message on soon, I promise, Darren. But uh, to Peter's voicemail now, and uh, Happy New Year to you, Peter. Hi, Stephen, Sean, and all Double Tappers. It's Pete from Robin Hood County wishing you all a happy new Double Tap. <laughs> Let's hope that we have some fantastic episodes oh. that are even better than the brilliant ones that we had oh. last year. Well. Anyway, firstly, I spent some money. <gasps> I bought those Ruiman 
glasses that are made in Germany, I think. Yeah. And because I had vouchers, I saved myself 30 quid. So the total was £70 or dollars, whichever way you want to look at it. But um, my vouchers saved a bit of cash there. Right. They're good. Simple to use and a lot cheaper than the than the Soundcore ones. Yeah. No swiping and moving around and all that kind of stuff. It's just press the button and invoke the S lady when you need her or double click to move along to the next chapter, etc. Worth every penny. Now to some news you may have missed or may not have wanted to air. A company in Canada called Zynex have come up with a way for people with diabetes to check their glucose level without having to use a needle. I'm told they have to put their finger in a little box and it reads the glucose level. I heard this on the podcast Engadget. And another one which is quite, in, well, relatively important is that Voice Vista now offers a subscription service. It's only £10 or dollars a year, but this will go one of two ways. It'll flourish or it'll perish, one of the two. I know services have to be paid for, so people will make their choices. I shall decide one way or the other uh, later on in the year. And the last bit of news I heard was about these QR code scams. And I was listening to a feature on Apple Insider that was done by Wes Hilliard, who I follow. And he said that the code scanner that people have in their control centre for Apple is not the one to use. You should use your camera because he says that the camera reads the URL to make sure that it's genuine, as I understand it. Mm. So just beware of that one as well. Just a couple of things there that I came across that's what i do when i'm on cruises i still listen to tech podcasts <laughs> although i did enjoy some 26 degree heat it rained when i left and it rained when i came back and it's still raining now and everybody's on strike <laughs> anyway eyes off now because i've got to sell matches to make some more money <laughs> thanks for all the interesting shows as ever and look forward to more this coming year Especially from CES, if anybody's going. I want to hear more about talking toilets. Take care, guys, <laughs> and happy new double tap. Stop button. Thank you for that, uh, Peter. Uh, of course, sending that message to us before CES. Uh, so hopefully you did enjoy our coverage on that, Peter. But uh, yeah, some interesting stories there. The code scanner thing, I didn't know that. Well, yeah. Now, this is an interesting one. Absolutely correct. If you scan a QR code in the camera app on your phone, it will tell you the URL and you double tap to open it. If you do it in the code scanner, um, what should we say, functionality in the, in Just the you right there. control center, it scans it and opens it straight up. So from a security point of view, I suppose that's actually correct. But from ease of use, and accessibility, I actually prefer using the code scanner. But yeah, you're absolutely right. You don't know where it's taking you. Well, that's that's an important distinction, I think, though, because what I was getting from Peter's message and what he's picked up is that it's more secure to do it that way because it's 
it's checking the email or the the link, but it's not checking the link. It's just showing you the link. It's so showing you yes, can yes. check it first. I just find it a little tricky to navigate through the camera app. I find it a little bit cluttered sometimes. I, mm. I know some people find it really easy. I I just struggle with the live text reading and uh, QR codes in there. I just find the code scanner easier. But I mean, it, yeah, convenience I grabbing, or security, you know. I think grabbing text with live text to be quite complicated. Yeah, I've never I really managed to successfully do it. It seems to be, I've, I'm not either quick enough, it's either read something else or moved on or it's not there anymore, Or, but I haven't used it enough to really give an opinion on that, concrete opinion on that. I don't know. It's just I've used it casually and I've always struggled with it. I don't yeah, use I it that much, QR codes, I'll be honest. I don't know if that's a function that can be opened up to other apps, you know, if it's like something that developers could build in, but there's something that could be done with that, I think. Yeah, possibly. You know, just grab, yeah, I suppose you've got other, I mean, other apps do it. I use voice stream scanner or, you well, know, when you're in a text a, field, any text or take a field. picture and just grab the text. That's another way to do it. Yeah. But when you're in any text field, uh, if you double tap and hold, you do have scan text. Yeah. Which uses, I believe uses the camera app or the, the functionality of the camera app to scan text and put it in the text field. But again, something I barely use. So, And also, Voice Vista and the subscription, that is, unless this has changed in the last week because I did subscribe, so I'm not seeing the option anymore, that is, um, it's not mandatory. That is a voluntary subscription. You don't have to subscribe to use it. It's just if you want to help support development and its ongoing use, then you have the ability to subscribe. But you can still use it even if you don't subscribe. At least that was the last time, last week or two ago, when I subscribed. Mm. Okay. Um, I've seen a few people asking on online, not not to us directly, but you know, just kind of putting it out there, you know, hey, it'd be good to hear how Voice Vista works in comparison to Soundscape. I think I know someone who might be the right person to do this. Oh, yeah. It will involve leaving the house, how Sean Priest. You know what? It's really tricky to do a navigation app um, review or recording because, well, firstly, you need to go somewhere. Uh, that's always a that's problem. That's the first me. thing, yes. But then without giving away your address to everyone so you need to do it somewhere a bit far away from where you actually live um yeah i have thought about that i've I've thought (laughs) about go to uh, go to spain and then uh, just for a day (laughs) yes i i will think about it it's it's quite tricky to record something like that well do you know what let's commit to doing this let's when we're in vienna together let's do it okay why not yeah good idea then it doesn't matter where we are right because we will have no idea anyway and neither will anyone else so it'll be perfect okay let's try it Let's get lost together. Ah, beautiful. I can't wait. Two blind people trying to record an app in a country they've never been. It's going to be great fun. Well, I've been, but you know you haven't. Um, actually, Vienna's great, actually, and there's a lot of walking opportunities there. So, yeah, that, could, that could work out quite well. Oh, good. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Uber. Uh, right. Final email from Brian today. Hi, Stephen and Sean. You recently talked about issues when accessibility of websites and apps falls apart. Whenever representatives of the companies responsible are interviewed by the media, including podcast hosts, they are always the CEO or some PR person. Never have I heard an interview with an actual person who sits at their computer screen and actually programs the website or app as the person responsible for breaking or failing to make their websites accessible. Surely the best place to find what or if there is a reason why we can't access a website is to go straight to the source of the problem. Of course, the CEO is going to tell you they are working hard to resolve a problem. Audio description is a classic example. 
It's not new. We know the technology is there to enable it. So why, when we know a movie or TV show has audio description, isn't it always available, whether it is being broadcast live or available on Watch Again, Catch Up or some streaming platform? Here's a challenge for Double Tap for 2024. How about some interviews with the people at the coalface? Perhaps they can tell us what the problem is. Maybe you could interview some university professor or lecturer who is responsible for educating the next generation of programmers. Brian. Thank you, Brian. Um, I have no issue with that. No issue at all. I think you're absolutely right. And funnily enough, it's been on my mind as well, because you, you're, you're right. Every time you get a company on, you'll have you know some well-meaning CEO or director or whoever, head of accessibility, who will tell you everything you want to hear. But you don't always get any solution to that. And you can't dig into the detail of why something doesn't work, because that person doesn't and probably doesn't know, right? Because that's not their job. Their job is just to manage a team that, that does develop and fix. But I will say this, and you know, a little bit of inside baseball for you here. Whenever you contact a company, they will actively avoid putting you in touch with anybody who, uh, let's just say, are the real people you might want to speak to. They will always offer up the person who will best represent their company, which is their CEO or their director or their head of accessibility. Mm. That's because they're a company and they want to, you know, no company is going to come on. And I think if this is what you're looking for, you're not going to get it. If you want, uh, you know, a, a bunch of interviews with companies who are sort of falling over themselves, apologizing for how bad they are and how they will fix it. And here's a person who'll show you how. I don't think you're going to get it. But what we can do, and I think this is perhaps the better way to do this, and this is where I, where I think Double Tap has kind of come into its own, is we're a community of, our, of, of blind people who are together in all of this stuff, right? So we all agree. We all want more accessibility on websites and all the rest of it. We're never going to get a company. I mean, unless in an extreme example, you're probably not going to get many companies who will say, yes, we screwed up or we just haven't done this right because they don't want to admit that. So I think what we have to do is show the problem and put that problem to those people. I think that's the only way we can do it. So, I mean, you know... (laughs) It's challenging when you talk about CEO or something because, you know, in a mainstream company, that person's probably not going to be disabled. There I said it. <gasps> yes. And if we show them the problem, it's not really going to help them. It's not going to, it's not going to change anything really, is it? It's not going to make them understand the problems we face because they don't really understand the challenge in the first place. You know, how, many, how many companies are going to be open and honest? Even if we talk to a, a, a coder who's actually working day in, day out on an app or on a website, if they, how many of them are going to come out and say, you know what, they're just not giving me enough time to work on accessibility? No, no one's going to say that. No one's, no going, one's going to come out that. and say that. So That's called whistleblowing. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, we all know that there's, there's priorities in these companies and how much is going to go into a new feature and then is accessibility just an afterthought? Oh, and make that accessible, by the way. I, I'm not sure how... I, I agree with it in concept. I'm just not sure how, in real terms, how honest companies would be, even if you spoke to workers, because they've still got to look out for their jobs at the end of the day. Well, like everything, there's exceptions to every rule, right? There will be one company that will absolutely stand up and say, yeah, we got it wrong or whatever. Yeah, That's fair enough. But yeah. more, most probably won't. And I think it's, it's how we challenge that. So I think we have to look at what the problem is. So whatever we're talking about, we have to start there. So let's not talk, you know, generally about this. Let's talk about actual websites. Let's get, you know, get in touch with us with examples of websites. And, you know, I know oftentimes people say, well, you know, I've put together a, a review of something and I've, I've put together my experience and, you know, no one's paying any attention. 
if you've done that, if you put together a, an audio sample, for example, of using a website, maybe you've screenshotted something, send it to us and we'll put it out on air and we'll talk about it. Yeah. And we'll get the company to respond to that. And maybe that's the way we engage them. Not, not by shaming, very clear on this, not by shaming anybody, but by just having a conversation to say, look, this is our experience. Because look, if the website is public domain, uh, as in it's a website, right? It's available to yes. everybody. Yes. And it's just not accessible. It's not that there's anything to challenge here, right? It just is inaccessible. Yeah. So the question is, what are you doing about it, company? A, company B, right? So I think we have to maybe think past the, let's target the, the CEO and the C-suite, because that's not really going to solve the problem. I don't think they'll understand it. But I think if we perhaps can show the problems ourselves and use this platform to do that, then maybe that'll move the needle. Rather than just complaining about it, let's actually show the problem and maybe find a way to a solution working with the company. I think that seems to me a better way of doing it. That's always the first step. Here's what the problem actually is. If we just say, hey, this is inaccessible, a lot of the times, well, what does that mean? And, and you know, throwing lawyers at everything, you know, oh, yeah, yeah, let's just fight. I know, I know people love to do that and it all sounds great and everything, but I'd rather show some, I'd rather get some, I don't know, some partnership going with people. Some dialogue, some conversation. Yeah. That's always the starting point. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, listen, we're out of here for today, but thank you so much for getting in touch with all your emails. We'll get back to you uh, tomorrow with more of those and uh, lots more conversations as well. Sean, thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Hi, I'm Red Sale, inviting you to download the latest episode of My Life in Books, where internationally acclaimed authors discuss their lives, their work, and three books that have resonated with them. That's My Life in Books, available wherever you get your AMI podcasts.